had this like aha moment kind of where I was like, I need to feel fulfilled in what I'm doing. I don't love this anymore. It's not worth going in every single day and just not being excited about it. Welcome to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. Anne and Courtney are passionate business owners and mothers who are here to help you transition into a career that allows you to work on your own terms and build your own balanced lifestyle. Whether you've already started your own business or are looking to create a path to get there, we're here to give you the resources, tools, encouragement, and community to support you along your journey. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. It's Courtney Galster and Ann Canoodala. And this week we are joined by a special guest who is very near and dear to our hearts because she helped us create our brand, Sheena Shriver. Sheena, we are so excited that you are here. Welcome. You're on vacation and you're still joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat with you both. So Anne and Anne and Sheena have known each other actually longer than I have known Sheena, but we have been so grateful for her help with getting our podcast up and rolling. Uh, we we really recognize the importance of looking good to uh, gain visibility, and Sheena's going to talk a little bit about both her journey to becoming an entrepreneur because she is not super new, but relatively new to the entrepreneurial space. And also about the importance of creating your own brand for your business. Yeah, Sheena, why don't you, why don't we just start everything off with telling us what you do? Yeah, definitely. I um, own my own design business. I'm helping small businesses specifically kind of level up and elevate their current branding. I love that. And I think, you know, Courtney and I have had this conversation before about how when we both got started... Like we didn't have websites, we didn't have logos, we didn't have branding. And, you know, now five plus years into my entrepreneurial journey and starting this podcast, I have learned so much, especially around the importance of branding. And I think a big part of that is initially, like I thought it wasn't affordable, right? And so it's very intimidating when you see someone who has this beautiful design designed website and a logo. And I was like, well, I can never afford that, but I love, I love your business because it is affordable and there are different options for people that are coming in at all different places. Yeah. I, I enjoy helping small businesses. I like seeing the transformation and the confidence that it gives them once they have a brand that's more them connects to their audience a little bit better, just feels a little bit more high end than what they maybe are doing themselves, which isn't to say it's bad, but you have someone come in and just even chatting through what your goals are for your brand, how you want it to feel, how you want to connect with your audience. There's really strategic ways to play around with fonts and colors to help encompass that feeling as well. So just having that support even I think is valuable for a small business starting out if they're not quite ready to invest in a full on brand. And some people don't need all of that either, like patterns and photography, if you're starting out, like just the basic colors and fonts and being consistent with how you are showcasing your branding and sticking with that is really valuable as well. Well, and I I think you brought up a really good point about confidence. And I think that that is really important as a solopreneur or an entrepreneur is having confidence in your business because confidence sells. I do believe that mindset 
is real. And when you have confidence in your business and your services or your product, people can feel that, right? People can feel that confidence. And I 100% agree that branding is a confidence builder. And as soon as I had good branding, it almost elevated how I felt about my business and my services. And so I think that's really important that that can just be done through good branding. It's uh, it's funny because I feel like for me, I was kind of the example of what not to do in a lot of ways when I got started. And <laughs> honestly, it's like the bootstrap queen right here. I found, we talked about in one episode, like my first clients came from Craigslist (laughs) and I designed my first brand in Canva and it was fine. But at the time the world was not as visual as it is today. And that, that brand has evolved many times over, but having something that you can be proud of. And sometimes, okay, number one, not all of us are creative. Sheena is super creative. (laughs) And number two, you can't always feel great if it's not your skill set about what you're designing it's like having someone else do it makes it feel more real and it makes you take it more seriously and that with what you were talking about and that kind of transitions over to the how you portray yourself when you're talking to a prospect or how you present yourself when you're sending an email like even just for us to have a branded email signature makes us look a lot more credible when we're reaching out to people than us not having that and just signing our name. And I think in today's world where everybody's selling through social media, you get a million spam emails from people trying to sell you things. Having that credibility is what levels you up and sets you apart from the competition. Uh, You may not have needed that five or 10 years ago to the degree that you need it now, but people are also so much more visual. And so making sure that that consistency that you have on your email signature is the same as what you're portraying on LinkedIn is the same as what you're portraying on Instagram. You may not share the same content, obviously, in all of those places, but having that brand consistency, uh, eventually people start to recognize you because of the brand instead of having to look at your username or look at your profile and remember how they know you. Credibility is so important when you're an entrepreneur, because especially when you're just getting started, because you can have a great portfolio to work off of, but until you start to build rapport with your network as like, this is who you are and this is what you do. And you are consistently presenting yourself as that person. It's hard to kind of like not just show people that you're credible, but also show yourself that you're credible because you get that imposter syndrome in in that little voice in your head that says, I can do this, but you know, am I really as good as the person next to me or my competitors are these people and I can't stand up to them. But once you have that, I don't know what it is about the visual. We are such a visual society, especially with the rise of digital media, but that visual component of your business makes you look so much bigger than you are. That mindset shift can happen very easily when you have a brand to stand behind you. Well, and branding was honestly the first thing that I invested in, like officially in my business. So like I had my business for a long time before I really was spending any money on my business, you know? And I think that what sometimes people don't realize when you talk about, you know, bootstrap, like I am the queen of, I don't want to have to pay for it because you could go and you could spend all of the money and you have to make sure that you're bringing in the money too. Right. And so I'm just always really mindful about how I spend my money on my business. 
And branding was the first thing for me that I said, I need this. And when I invested in branding, it paid for itself two times over at least. You know, I mean, I think that sometimes people are afraid to take that first step and invest in themselves. And I think when you invest in branding, it's really going to not only elevate your professionalism, but also like we talked about, it's going to give you that confidence, which in itself brings your business to a whole nother level. Do you see that Sheena? Like when people come to you and they don't have branding and then you do, you know, their branding, do you feel a shift? Definitely. Um, before I officially was in business, I would do freelance um, for various startup companies. People are brand new, kind of did their own things. Um, one in particular was a startup and they had done their own pitch deck, um, trying to get investor funding. And it was all over the place, like side to side, it didn't match. And they're asking for big money for this type of thing too. So like it had to reflect what they were wanting their investors to invest into this business. So we went in and just streamlined everything. I'm My style is definitely very clean, minimal, less is more approach. Um, I think that is helpful though with less words, more visuals. Um, we went in and just revised a whole, I think it was probably over 50 slides and just streamlined everything. And the confidence they had then in presenting and going out to these investors increased dramatically. Like I would get emails like that was the best one we had. I feel so good about it. This is great. We got feedback from people, even other people pitching at these events would comment on how their deck looked. So just giving them that boost to go out and the business model was fantastic. They just needed that little extra push. Like I know what I'm doing is awesome, but I want other people to feel that energy too. I want to reflect that to the world. And branding is a really great way to do that. It almost legitimizes what you're doing in a way. Like it makes you, you know, that saying, when you look good, you feel good. It's like that with your brand. When your brand looks good, other people feel good about it. So Sheena, if you were, say that, for example, I'm a new business, I'm just getting started with your expertise. What do you think branding wise is the most important? Like, what could you tell people if you're going to invest in your branding this is where I would start. I see a lot of people put a ton of emphasis, like I said, on their logo. Um, that's just such a small piece of it too. I would definitely invest in more of a full branding package that has your colors defined, your fonts defined, maybe sets up some templates for you, um, makes it really easy for you to then utilize the branding. A lot of people get this new logo maybe a couple of fonts and they're not sure how to use it. Like it's not defined in any sort of brand guidelines. They're just kind of set free in the world with this new brand. So I think definitely doing some research and figuring out what is part of that package, what comes along with it, that you're going to be confident using it going forward too. Otherwise, your investment really falls flat if you're just provided a logo and maybe some colors, nothing visually is represented. And if you're not a designer, especially you're not creative, you don't know how to implement that. It maybe isn't a great investment for you. What I really liked about the process of how you took not only my personal brand for my consulting business, but also with the podcast is even before you started working with us or with me, 
you have kind of like a questionnaire you have us fill out. And I have a really hard time articulating what I think my brand is. But by those guided questions, you talked about like, how do I make my client want to make my clients feel? And we kind of pulled out some of those words. And what I really like about your process, Sheena, and what you do is it's not just visual, right? It's not, I mean, it is, of course it is visual, but it's not like, you're not just picking these random colors and fonts and, you know, images and and a logo that branding is how you want your business to be perceived. And it's like the, it's taking the emotion of my business and our, you know, and our podcast and really putting that into visuals. And so taking those adjectives that we use to describe our business and putting that into a visual play. And I think that's really important. I think that's something that I didn't know how how to articulate or even understood at the beginning that my, my brand has like, you know, a whole concept and just like this overall feel. And what I like about how you have your process set up is that you know how to guide that out of someone, even if they don't know what they're looking for. Yeah, I think that part of the process definitely is hard for other business owners as well. Just defining what you are, who you are, and then the visuals kind of fall into place after that. But it's setting up kind of the overall story and how you want to tell that. You need a good foundation before you can actually start building it out and doing anything with the brand through colors and type and all of the things that are involved with that. Yeah, I love it. I think it's really cool to see that. I mean, now, like I said, I'm such a huge fan of branding and I don't think I could ever start a business without that. And I always talk to, you know, people that I work with that it's really important to have that consistency and it's worth the investment because it's going to take your business to a whole nother level. How often from like a social media and a website perspective, how often do you think you should be going through that refresh process? I would say not super often. Like you're not going to want to refresh everything monthly. You're not going to be able to build up any sort of recognition that way. So if you find a new Canva template or a color you like, maybe hold off a little bit, figure out if it fits with the branding before you just start adding in elements for no reason. If there's a color maybe that leans into a course you're having launched shortly, maybe that's a good time to do a refresh. If something shifts in your business or you're adding in, something new, you can definitely use that as leverage to kind of move things around to incorporate something new. Otherwise, maybe yearly look at things if it's not feeling great to you anymore. Definitely your website with your blogs and updating content that can be done probably a little more consistently without fully refreshing things, but you can add in pictures through visuals or add in new templates that are consistent with your branding just to kind of mix it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. I would say fully redoing full font suite, all your colors. You want to be intentional about that and why you're doing it. If your business model has shifted or it's not feeling like your audience is connecting, that would be a good time to maybe reevaluate your branding and look into something new that maybe is more reflective of your business at that current time. I love that. So Sheena, I feel like we got so excited about talking about branding and just because we love your branding and what you've done for the podcast that we didn't even tell your story. And I think your story about your journey and how you got to where you are today is so inspiring. And I think, you know, it is really relatable to a lot of people that are listening. So can you tell us 
I, I just would love to hear in your words, how you left the nine to five and started doing what you were doing now. Cause you weren't remind me your previous job. So I was actually in marketing for a manufacturing company. I was their sole marketing department. Um, We were a subsidiary of a larger corporation, but it was just me doing all of the things. So um, my design background definitely came into play pretty heavily there. And I've always, um, so I've always really enjoyed that. I knew that's what I wanted to do. And then of course you have children and then you have to look at job locations and flexibility and all of the things to be a new mom or even a mom with older children as well. So I was working at a printing company and got a job closer to home when I had my second child and stuck it out for five years, just kind of being the sole marketing person for this company. And it it wasn't what I wanted to do and I knew it wasn't, but it worked at the time. So once they got a little older, they were in school. I just had this like aha moment kind of where I was like, I need to feel fulfilled in what I'm doing. I don't love this anymore. It's not worth going in every single day and just not being excited about it. So luckily I have a super supportive husband who encouraged me to kind of look into options, figure it out. Um, It was definitely strategic in the timeline for it. I wasn't super impulsive, even though I wanted to be. So just planned out a few months ahead, set up kind of a roadmap of where I wanted the business to be, really basic business model, what I wanted to do, kind of clients that were dreamy clients to me. And got a couple contract jobs that kind of helped bridge that gap a little bit. And then networking has been amazing to be able to just reach new people. So it was, I think, December, I had given my notice and was done. And since then, the last three months have just been incredible for growth and personal growth, business growth. It's It's been great. I've I don't know. I think it was probably one of the best decisions I've made. I love that. I love that. So when you, when you say you start, you created like this business plan of like what you wanted that to look like for you. When did you start that process? And like, are you talking like, like I need to be making X amount of money each month in order for me to move forward or just outline that a little bit more about what that plan looked like and then how you knew you were ready to you know, put in your notice and and make this shift? I'd say it was a good six months out before I actually gave my notice. I've had freelance clients consistently throughout my whole professional career. Um, So I definitely had that backing to be able to have something to fall onto. My goal, I guess, was just honestly to make enough to cover the bills that I needed at that point. Being married, we had dual income, which is really great to be able to not have to be the sole provider on it, luckily. So I just wanted to be able to be comfortable covering bills. I don't want to put any strain on my family or just impulsively quit a job, um, especially with three small children. So um, just kind of built up what that looked like, how many clients I potentially would need, how many branding projects, just bare minimum kind of at that point. And once I hit that number and was confident about that, that's when I decided it was time. I love that. And where where were you finding these freelancing clients? Was it through networking? Did you have somewhere online that you were going? Um, Honestly, like referrals have been super great for me thus far. Um, Just working with people throughout the different professional careers that I've had, just being consistent with those relationships and staying in touch with people. They've just reached out and had a few projects here and there. I've had some that are more consistent clients with bigger ongoing projects, some that just come for a few things here and there. So that's kind of varied, but I would say definitely just networking thus far. You know, people get wrapped up in, I have to have a website and I have to have 
uh, Instagram account and I have to do TikTok now and I have to do LinkedIn. And I think it's okay that you choose one area that you want to focus on. And if that's what you really want to focus on, it's better to be good, really good at in one area. If that helps grow your business and move the needle forward, then it is to be not so great in all these little things. And I think that the same to be said with branding, branding doesn't just mean you're super active on Instagram. Like you said, I mean, even just having a branded email signature personally gives me so much confidence in looking professional or, you know, when I do a pitch deck, being able to have that cohesive brand look professional when I'm trying to pitch to my clients, to me, that's more valuable than my social media, but that that's me. And that's what works for my business. I'm also not as great with social media, but I knew that my website and my branding was really important. So yeah, I, I think that's, you know, totally okay. I think we should talk about how your entrepreneurial life has led to more balance. Like what, how has that balance changed for you since you started your own business and aren't working in a nine to five? Can we talk about how many extra hours I'm working? (laughs) Do we want to cover I mean, I think that's relevant. I, I really think that like, we want to be transparent about how we're communicating this to people. And like, there are seasons of life. Anna and I talk about this all the time because we're in, we're in one of those seasons right now too, where it's like, you're just kind of busting your butt to make everything work. And it's not going to be like that forever, but especially when you're just getting started, if you're working a nine to five and trying to get something started, you're going to be in hustle mode. If you're just kind of in kind of that first year of business, sometimes you're in hustle mode because you got to make sure that you've got work lined up for when this job ends or, or when this client rolls off. And I think that's what people need to hear. Yeah, definitely. I would say transition from the nine to five to full-time design. I was definitely for the last month before I gave my notice doing both, finish up the nine to five, go down to my office and work a little bit after dinner, kind of get the projects out, just trying to build up consistency with some clients and line up work. And then once I went full-time, it just shifted to that nine to five schedule, being consistent for client work, and then still working in the evenings, trying to catch up on projects, just doing whatever I needed to hit those deadlines. Um, client work always is going to come first for me at this point, just trying to build up that business, getting things out. I want that experience to be really great for clients. So being able to take on work, I'm struggling with saying no to things sometimes because I don't want to turn it down. Just being able to build that up, increasing my skills as well, and just figuring out what I like to do and how this business is going to grow. So I would say right now, it's definitely hustle mode, getting everything in. I feel like maybe the nine to five job was a little easier as far as scheduling stuff with kids and family, but you fit things in. I mean, if it lights you up and you love doing it, you're going to find the time to make it work. And the balance that it's provided thus far, I can run and get groceries during the day and not have to smush it in over a lunch hour or throw in a load of laundry really quickly before the kids get home. I can kind of pick and choose my day schedule and still get all my work done and still get my life done too, where I can have dinner with my family. I can take my kids and my dog out for a walk. Um, weekends are still mine. I try not to work on the weekends. I want to be present with my family. So that's always been consistent for how I spend my time. But yeah, it's just fitting things in, but I fully enjoy it. And I love being able to go down to my little office and hang out and maybe have a glass of wine at night and just 
rack out some projects. It's fun. I keep seeing that like TikTok or reel that's going around that says, I quit my nine to five. Me and too. Now I work 24 <laughs> seven. And I think, Somebody? you know, like I want to, uh, we were just talking about this. Like we want to be realistic that sometimes balanced living and not ha- like sometimes the nine to five is easier, right? Like because you go in at nine and you come home at five. And sometimes there it is nice to have that structure. And sometimes when you own your own business, you're in hustle mode. Courtney and I were have been talking about this the last couple of weeks that you know, getting this podcast launched and up and running and figuring out our back-end systems and what that looks like, it's been a lot of additional work. And I'm like, it's kind of hard because it's not right now. I don't feel like in the balance mode. I feel in the hustle. And I'm the first to say that I hate the word hustle, but it's seasons. Right. And so I know right now for us, it sounds like for all three of us, it's a season of busy, but guess what? Like, you know, my kids are on spring break next week and we're going to go visit family in California. And if my child has a doctor's appointment, it's not a big deal for me to do that in the middle of a work day or, you know, my, my kids homesick. Well, I can still work from home. And so I think balance can look like a lot of different things. It doesn't always mean that you're not working really hard. Sometimes you work more, but it comes, it comes in waves. And I think that almost like plays into you and I have had this conversation for a long time and about balance as a parent with kids in school that we don't want to work as much during the summer, like summertime. Both of us are, uh, Sheena, I don't know what your childcare situation is, but Ann and I both have our kids home all summer. We don't do full-time childcare. And so we kind of plan the school year knowing that we're going to have to work a little bit harder when they're at school because we want to be able to have a little more flexibility. It doesn't mean we don't work in the summer, but we want a little more flexibility with our time when we get to the summer. So we don't take on like huge new, new projects outside of what we're already doing in the middle of summer. Do you, do you have boundaries around that too? Are your kids in full-time care? They actually have requested to go back to the YMCA. They have a summer program oh, nice. during the day and they both love it. So they've asked to go full time. I told them it was an option to be able to stay home a few days and they were all about going. So <laughs> luckily that works out for me this year. Um, I am looking forward to taking off every Friday though. We have a boat and we like to be out on the river and that's going to be special family time that we don't generally get to do. My husband's off on Fridays as well. So just that extra long weekend throughout the yeah. summer. That is so nice. And it makes like, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel with the hustle. Like, you know, that you're going to have three day weekends all summer and do something that really lights you up. I think that's amazing. And, and planning for that is so important because otherwise you can get caught up in the 24 seven hustle and it never feels like it's going to end. And then you bring yourself out. Absolutely. Well, this was so fun having you on Sheena. I just adore you. I adore your work. Your what you do just takes everything to another level. And it's, you know, like we kind of talked about in branding and but specifically in what you do, you know, you have taken my consulting business and also this podcast and you've really elevated what we do to visually represent that and just make it look amazing. So 
If anyone needs any branding, we will drop Sheena's information in the show notes. You, you need to reach out to her. She's phenomenal. She magical, (laughs) but thank you so much. This has been so much fun and we loved having you on. Thank you. It was great chatting with both of you. Thanks, Sheena. Yay. Till next time. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to have you connect with us on Instagram and LinkedIn. Check out the show notes for our links and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And if you liked today's show, we'd greatly appreciate a review. See you next week.